Welcome to Lose Yourself with Dr. Mike Cunningham, Bible teacher and church planter in Vineyard, Utah. When we lose ourselves in worldly distractions, we lose our value, purpose, and our passion in exchange for temporal experiences. But Jesus says that whoever would lose their life for His sake will find it. Let's learn what it means to lose yourself with Dr. Mike. Welcome to episode two of my conversation with Steve Pearson and Joe Funicello from Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. In previous episodes, we talked about discipleship and our philosophy. In this episode, we're gonna talk about qualities we're looking for in someone to disciple others. What are we looking for in someone to disciple someone? For me, number one is humility. I need to see Like, I don't trust pride. When I see somebody who's prideful, who has the perfect family, the perfect marriage, the perfect ministry, the perfect personal life, and now they're going to hand down to me all their grand wisdom, I don't trust that person. I don't trust them because it's not real. I have been a Christian for 27 years, and I've never not seen a life that has some degree of depravity expressing itself, whether it's public or private, right? So when a person's authentic and they're real, right? Even people that I look at and go, they got the strongest marriages, but that person will say, you know what, man, I'm, I'm really struggling right now. I don't like him. I don't like her. I don't like whatever. <laughs> there, there's something attractive because this is why. This is what we're told in Philippians 2.4 or 2.5. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not regard equality with God, something to regress, but emptied himself and became a servant, right? When a person empties themselves, you guys know this. You've walked with Jesus. It's attractive. And I want what they have. Yeah. And so I'm going to be more willing to receive from a person who, who's not lecturing me, but who's putting their arm around me and go, brother, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. So humility is what I'd say. I don't know what another characteristic you would say, Joe. Well, I, I was going to say the same thing because what is it? The one sin that makes everybody sick around you is somebody's pride, mm. you know? And so it is, if somebody can't be humble they can't be empathetic in any way to what I'm going through, right? They can't put themselves in my shoes like, uh, yeah, maybe I dealt with that, you know, 15, 20 years ago when I was a sinner. But um, they can be empathetic and they can say, I, I understand because guess what? I've been there. Or not even that, but just from the sense of, you know what? Thanks for sharing that because that was that was meaningful to me or whatever. They can just show their hum, hum, humanity, their own self. Because listen, without Christ, I, I read in John 15, I can do nothing apart from him. Mm. And I am just a, a uh, an empty shell without the Lord filling me. And so I, I really don't have anything to bring to the table other than what Jesus gave me. And, yeah. and that's it. And if I've come anywhere, well, praise God. He's brought me there. Yeah, and I, I would say too, you know, there, there's humility. Um, I, I think there's there is a knowledge base to to discipleship, right? I mean, I mean, if, if you've been a if you've been a Christian for six months, you, you're probably not going to be discipling somebody that's been a Christian for for thirty years. And if you are, then that says more about the person who's been a Christian for thirty years than it does. Now, I'm not saying people despise your youth, but the truth is, you know, we have to be poured into by the Lord before we can actually pour out. And I think sometimes, and it's linked with pride, is people become Christians 
And because they're prideful, now they think they have a lot more to offer than what they really do. And so for me personally, I'm, I'm not probably going to receive a bunch of, you know, I'm, I'm not going to receive discipleship. I might receive a word from somebody who's been married for two years, right? And, but I'm probably not going to receive a lot of discipleship because I've been married for 26 years. And, and so, so I think there's, there's a knowledge base also that has to be a part of discipleship. And that's why I think oftentimes you see what scripture lays out for us, the older teaching the younger, right? And it's not that the older are more spiritually advanced or they've got some better connection with God. They have more time with God and more God's work in their life, right? I mean, I often say this, you know, when, when I came to the Lord, I was smarter than I ever was in, in my life. You know, I, I knew more. Yeah, you knew everything. And, and, and then as yeah. I've walked with God, I realized just I'm getting dumber and dumber and my and I'm getting more sinful and sinful is that true well yes and no I mean I, I my eyes are being open to what they weren't on yes, day one absolutely and so as I walk with Jesus I ultimately get to a place at the end of my life as Paul said where he said you know what um, I'm the chiefest of all sinners right so yeah. so I'm actually growing downward yeah. <laughs> you, you know in, in essence and I'm becoming smaller and smaller that's invaluable when it comes to discipleship. You got to pour that smallness back into people who in the beginning, whose minds are very large about themselves and they don't even see their own sin yet. Right. Yeah. And so I think, I think knowledge in that sense is important to discipleship. Yeah. I think, you know, we've talked a little bit about the seminary where I'm, I went to seminary. I, I went for advanced degrees because I want to be able to speak into a very difficult area and have credibility in certain public arenas that I have to have that knowledge base. But let me just say that that's not the same as discipleship. That information is helpful and it can be lovely, but at the same time, that's not my devotional life. That stuff doesn't help my marriage. It doesn't yeah. make me a better father. Yeah, yeah. And very rarely does it necessarily inspire people it does allow me to sometimes navigate certain very complex issues in a, with generations that are coming up that are the most educated in history. But that is different than trying to wow somebody or 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 help you know impress somebody or or whatever. Because very rarely are they actually impressed by those things. Uh, the thing that that I like about what you guys said about the people that in, discipled you and invested in you is you said humility was your number one. Um, attraction, not competence, not super intelligence. They got to be Christians. <laughs> well, they're, 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 yeah, yeah, they got to do that. But but in terms of, it's funny. I think that that when people think about, do I take on the responsibility of discipling somebody? Usually, when they try to back out, they're like, "I'm not impressive enough. I'm not cool enough. My testimony's lame. I'm I, I'm not qualified." Um, they probably want so and so. And in, and I I was speaking to another uh, colleague about the fact that usually in church sometimes we make the mistake of finding the most externally impressive person in our church. And, oh, you want to go with that person might be a disaster as someone who's discipling somebody. Sometimes we have to find someone whose heart is in the right place, who loves the Lord and is doctrinally sound, but just wants to walk one step ahead hmm. of. The person they're discipling. I, I agree with that. And I would say this too. It's important to know that discipleship looks different. Like when you look into the New Testament, 
you know, discipleship looked different. Like, like for instance, with, with Paul and Timothy, that was a father-son type thing, right? There was an intimate relationship where Paul poured, poured into Timothy, even said to him, my son in the faith, right? That was a very close thing. But then you look at someone like, um, like, like, like Aquila and Priscilla, who just pulled Apollos aside and explained the way of God more accurately, right? That was a different relationship. It's not necessarily this family relationship. It was still a discipleship. And so I think we need to make sure that we don't we don't kind of kind of cornhole this idea of discipleship. It's this way, and I don't have anybody that looks like this. That doesn't mean that's not discipleship. It just means that 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 God will God will bring people into your life and discipleship will look very different, right? And 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 as a pastor that's important because because the truth is you know i i have iron sharpens iron relationships you two are iron sharpens iron relationships right there's a there's a there's a there's a discipleship factor in that right i have i have a brother who's who's uh, pastor robert who's a who's a who's a mentor to me right and, and joe in many ways is a mentor to me and and there's discipleship there right i'm not looking for discipleship to just be this right because because if i do that i'm going to miss out on what god wants to do and in the same way as a pastor i don't disciple everybody the same way there are people that that are very close to me that I disciple right I think of people that are that are younger that are on staff at our church that I that I have a relationship with and it's close but then there's people in the church that that the discipleship might be over coffee once every couple months or every three months or whatever right that's not any less discipleship so I think we need to understand that 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 as as we look at this idea of discipleship God places different types of discipleship in our in our in, in our lives as a blessing. Right, because people have different needs. Exactly. Some people are touchy feely; yeah. they really want to do that. Some people are like they have a knowledge gap, and they need oh, you yeah. to fill in the knowledge gap. I'll and give so. you a perfect example, Mike. Like if somebody wants to come and be like discipled by just a loving pastor i mean and this is just me being honest by a loving pastor who sits and looks at their every word and just kind they're going to pick him because (laughs) because he has that gift he's a shepherd right he's a appointment i mean he'll sit there and he's like oh man god is for you they ain't gonna pick me i'm 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 serious i'm like i'm gonna get to the point i'm gonna be like okay yo this is how it works and you know you need to do that and obey your you know love your wife and if you have any questions call back in six months it's like (laughs) i mean it's it's sad but but here's the thing that's actually beneficial to some people it is and god orchestrates that we don't put that together if we put that together it's like you know i I was a part of that one time i was a part of in some crazy church where where they wanted to have a discipleship group after church and okay here's what we're gonna do we're all gonna get together we're going to all be accountable to each other and we're going to disciple one another. I'm thinking, I don't even like this guy sitting next to me, right? (laughs) It's like, I don't trust this guy as far as I can throw him. I'm not going to let him disciple me. And, And so I think we need to trust God, have faith that the Lord is going to orchestrate who is going to be in our lives and give um, and kind of kind of put that together, who we're going to trust, who we're going to believe is authentic, who we're going to, rather than kind of putting the, the, the corporate spin on it, well, this is, you're in this group and you're in this group and now you need to be accountable and disciple one another. That has never worked. In 27 years of walking <laughs> with Christ, that has never worked. I've never seen it because nobody trusts each other discipleship listen it comes through relationship and the reason is because when we impart our lives to people they see who we are and they trust us well you just kind of hit on an area that i'm kind of addressing and again i'm not trying to i'm not dissing i'm not being critical it just is 
the last 25 years or so, church has been highly attractional. It's been about the show. You know, we've seen this explosion of visuals and sound systems and, and great venues and great facilities. And I think in some cases that became the priority. And those are valuable tools. Don't hear what I'm not saying. If your church has those, just use them for God's glory. That's great. But that can't be the be all end all of the Christian life. You don't just show up to a show once a week, hear some music, hear a sermon, go home to your own devices. I mean, when churches really catch fire, the congregation leaves so inspired from that that gathering and from whatever that they then turn their attention to the people in their life, their families, their friends, their spouses, their children, and they go, okay, I've got this contagious faith now that is being fueled by a godly church. How can I then outpour this into the people around me? Frankly, that has not, we have two generations of people that has not been done at least. And I think that now what we're trying to do is, as the church is we're trying to find disciplers yeah. <laughs> who themselves may look at you and say, I've never been discipled. We're out of time, but we'll pick up this conversation on our next episode. Thank you for joining me on the Lose Yourself podcast. We appreciate Joe and Steve coming by and having a great conversation about discipleship. You can check them out online at rhutah.church. You can also check out Steve's radio show, Shouts of Grace, both on key radio and online. Again, I so appreciate them taking their time to join this discussion today. You can contact me or follow our content on loseyourself.life, which is home to my original content, such as the one minute Lose Yourself radio spots, blog posts, and other resources. You can also find me on Twitter at NowLoseYourself. As always, we appreciate Key Radio for use of their studio and their support for creating new content in Utah County. We hope to see you next time. And until then, may God inspire you to follow Him above all else. This has been Lose Yourself. For more information about Mike and his ministry, check out his blog at LoseYourself.life. Until next time, make it your ambition to lose yourself to Christ. Lose Yourself is a ministry of Grace Church and Mike Cunningham and a production of Key Radio.